Welcome to another episode of the Bounce Pass by the Sports Mecca. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. Today, we'll be previewing the Kansas City Chiefs playoff chances and more with my guests, Chase Snyder and Liam Quigley. I'm glad this was able to work out. So before we start, I mean, I've had a couple of you guys on. Liam Quigley, he's from New Jersey. He's never been to Kansas City. I met him uh, through YouTube. He's a very good YouTube uh, creator. He has like a YouTube channel, Chief Central Productions. He has like over 7,000 uh, subscribers. So he's very well known. Um, and then Chase, uh, Chase Snyder, uh, he's in Houston. Uh, not a Houston Texans fan, but uh, you grew up in Kansas City, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Johnson County. Johnson County, uh, which is where I'm at right now. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, this is going to be a, a, a preview for the, uh, the, the Chiefs playoffs. Um, I had Liam on at the beginning of the season. We did a playoff pre, uh, sorry, a regular, a regular season preview, um, back in, I believe late August. And then he was on, I believe right after the draft in, uh, in April. And then Chase was on, um, during the bye week So you guys, I mean, I've heard from you guys at, in, at different parts of the Chiefs season. First talking about, you know, how the Chiefs season has played out and there's been a lot of uh, different points. You know, I mentioned to Chase early in the season when I, when I sorry, when I last talked to him um, midway through the season where, you know, it's, it's kind of been a roller coaster. Um, and then, you know, from there we'll kind of go through, you know, Chiefs, what are their chances in the playoffs with their matchup with the Houston Texans and then um, possibly other matchups going forward for the um, NFC side. But I kind of want to get your thoughts. It doesn't matter who starts off. Just kind of your thoughts about how this season played out. You know, we started off 4-0. They hit that pretty hard stretch where they they dropped for the last six, won six and four, and then they went on a six-game win streak. So, just kind of give, give me you guys' thoughts about them heading to the playoffs in just the regular season. Chase, you can go first if you want, my man. All right. Well, I was in Nashville for the last game that they actually lost, and the defense was horrific in the second half of play. Um, and since then, I have no idea what changed. But, man, they look so much better. And the, you can see in the numbers with allowing 11.5 points per game and the turnover differential, and they've actually gotten more turnovers than touchdowns allowed. And it's pretty amazing to see the turnaround, not only from last year to this year, but in the first half of the year, the second half of the year, especially defensively. And Mahomes, it seems like Mahomes is way more comfortable this year than last year as opposed to – where it felt like he had to score on every single drive. Um, he's had some down games, and we expected that because, you know, he wasn't supposed to be Mr. Perfect again. But, yeah, like I said, he seems more comfortable because he doesn't have to score on every single drive, so he's taken what the defense gives him. And this weekend should be interesting, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Now, you said that you went to you went to the Titans game and they lost – Will you be in attendance for uh, the game against no. Houston? No? No, I don't believe so. Okay. No. 
Liam, you said you were going to no. go. Are you going to be at the game? <laughs> it's funny. And then I looked at tickets and saw they were like 400 bucks a pop. Um, oh. I mean, I might if something changes, but I know there's a Chiefs bar out in Philadelphia and there's one on Long Island, so I might end up there. And I'm currently working full time, so I don't think I'm going to have the type of expenses or, uh, or the time really to afford myself to be able to go out there, um, even though I'd like to get out there one of these days, and I definitely have to whether it's a regular season game or a playoff game. But um, in terms of the year, uh, obviously, you're right. It's been a lot up and down. And um, it was one of the things where, you know, halfway through the season, you were like, all right, is this team even even that good? Um, you knew they were talented. You know it's an Andy Reid coached football team. But um, in terms of the defense, they really looked that bad. Um, so it was something that was definitely a big question mark. Um, but they've obviously, it took some time to gel. And that's one of the things they preached early on in the year was that it was going to take time for them to come together and play a complete, a complete game. And, um, they definitely, I mean, Beach made a lot of moves that, listen, I was, I was someone who was very questionable for Beach, especially after his 2018 draft. But mm-hmm. let me be the first to say that he knocked it out of the park in terms of not only the draft picks that he's made, but the guys he's been able to acquire. And they got Charvarius Ward for Parker Ehanger. Um, he gave up Eric Murray from Emmanuel Agba. Agba was a freak before he got hurt towards that. Um, Alex Okafor was a good signing. Uh, Derek Nadi's been great. I mean, the only uh, gripe I guess I'd have is maybe linebacker, but that's something I, I think he's going to address this offseason. So, um, and they obviously hit their stride at the right time. So, mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, they finished at 12-4. and four. And obviously people are going to look at last year and say, well, you know, Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns and the offense was better. And, like, I understand that. But I think they're a more complete 12-4 and team and uh-huh. a more complete team in general than they were last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the offense has taken a step back. You know, they went from really scoring at will, you know, averaging 35 a game to um, averaging 28, which is still pretty – it's still very good. Um but it wasn't like at that elite level or at least historic level that they were on pace with. But, you know, just like you mentioned, Liam, more complete team. Last year's defense was an absolute joke. I mean, I think they had, they, they, um, I think I read a said that they gave up one of the most, they were like top five, most third downs, sorry, uh, first downs in like history of the NFL in the Super Bowl era. Like it was horrible. And the adjustments that Spagnolo has made has really, really paid off. I mean, they're averaging less than 20 a game this year. You know, they were averaging 26 a game last year. Um, and then, you know, during this win streak, I think they're only averaging about 11. So their defense has been really good. And, you know, I can't emphasize – I mean, you guys – probably can attest to it too how important Tyron Matthew has been to this defense it's been enormous oh yeah oh yeah especially in the second half of the year I mean the first half of the year he was so so but in the second half of the year he's just been dominant and has made this defense go up a level that they didn't have last year I mean, him and Frank Clark, they needed that spark that they didn't mm-hmm. have last year, and he's brought it this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That, go ahead. Oh, well, I, well, I was just going to add in, you know, um, you know, the draft, the drafting of Juan Thorno now, I know, and we're, we'll get to it about how he's not going to be playing 
for the rest of the season. But at least in the regular season, he was such a force, and he was able to really solidify that 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 secondary. Because I mean, last year Chiefs were ha- Chiefs had a broken down Eric Berry, a washed Ron Parker. Uh, no, no defense, no disrespect to Ron Parker, but you know Ron Parker was not the same safety in 2018 that he was, you know, when the when the Chiefs first acquired him in 2013. Um, he was not good, and and the safety play was just not deep at all, and it was it it got destroyed uh, when it when it mattered against the Patriots, and then you know Traverius Ward, like you mentioned, Liam has been just a great steal for them. And, um, I mean, th- their pass rush hasn't been insane. I mean, I thought last year they had – that was probably their backbone of that defense. Um, but, you know, Frank Clark, who had his issues like early in the season, has really stepped up into a game changer. Um, and he and I don't know if you guys mentioned – I don't know if you guys heard it, but he was like battling a lot of flu-like symptoms this, se- this year. Yeah, no, I heard that. Yeah, he was uh, not only the flu, but I'm pretty sure he had a pinched nerve in like week eight or nine. So um, that would definitely affect his play, especially earlier on in the year. Um, and I know the first half of the year he had back problems too. Yeah, which definitely doesn't help. Um, no. I mean, like you said, Badger was a guy that, I mean, I always knew he was talented. He was dating back to Zona and LSU. Um, but those first couple of games, he definitely had some growing pains, especially I know the Texans game. Um, even though I know that they, the Chiefs eventually lost, it feels like it should have been like 52 to like 20 because there were so many plays where Will Fuller got deep or Hopkins got open and there were a the few drops that they had. Um, but after like week six or seven, I mean, the dude has been like virtually shut down. Um, and they line them up all over the place. They play them at slot. They play them at nickel. They play them at free safety from time to time. Um, they they line them up all over the place. They have blitz. I mean, he really is the chess piece and a fun guy to watch. Um, Thornhill being out is really going to be killer. Um, he's just a guy that like, is such a rangy, such like a Byron Jones type dude, where his athleticism's off the charts, and you literally just pluck him at free safety and say, "All right, dude, roam." And make sure you just don't give up a play deep. And I really can't think of one time this year where he was playing free safety deep and they, like, just straight up got burned. Like, I don't think there was a play where I looked and said, oh, my, oh, you know, Thornhill just got absolutely cooked. As opposed yeah. to last year, it was, like, every, almost every game there was a safety getting beat deep. And I think his loss, even though I think Watts, um, Watts can play pretty deep and Lucas can play okay, I, I think Thornhill's just that good, and his loss is going to be felt in the playoffs at mm-hmm. some point. Um, this is, and this is a question that you can you can answer, Liam or Chase. Um, what I mean, you mentioned you know Watson and um, Jordan Lucas. Jo- Jordan Lucas <laughs> would, would be are pretty much the, the 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 next guys up. Do you think there'll be a change schematically of how they handle? Thornhill's loss? Um, I mean, maybe a little bit. I still think you really can't switch it up that much because what's been working, you can't just dis- detract from that, especially going into the playoffs. Um, granted, they did get a bye, so they might try some different things. Um, I know Fuller has been playing free safety a lot. Um, when Thornhill was out, they'd mm-hmm. play him at three. Maybe they go that route. Um, 
maybe they play Badger at more free safety, which I personally wouldn't agree with. I'd rather see him at the line of scrimmage more because that's where I think he plays best. Um, I, I think Fuller will make up for a bit of his absence, and I think a rotation mm-hmm. of Watts and maybe even Lucas too. Um, but again, like I, I just don't think you can all, all of a sudden just overhaul the scheme in a matter of, of two weeks and start switching things up when what's been working the past ten weeks almost. You, you just can't do that. Um, and I know it stinks Thornhill going down, but you know it is what it is. And you're just gonna have to live with it at this point. So, um, I mean, I could be wrong. They could they could come out and do something completely different. But I just I personally I don't see them them doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll I'll agree with Liam there. Um, also, to piggyback on something, I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew plays deeper more. But I'm kind of with Liam. I kind of want to want him to stay at the line of scrimmage because it's a big part of why this rush defense has not only been better in the second half of the year as opposed to the first half of the year, but way better than last year where they just got gashed. And Carlos Hyde in the first Texans game looked unstoppable. I don't know what happened to him, but he looked unstoppable. And since then, they've shut down the run, especially since the bye week. Hey, that's yeah, uh, that's Ring of Honor. Uh, that's Ring of Honor uh, nominee. Uh, <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> he was by far the worst running back in the preseason for the Chiefs, and now he might be the best if he stayed. If yeah. he's playing, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but he looks I much think, better than he did. I think some of it was probably had to do with bubbles. Um, cause I do remember him fumbling quite a bit, but, um, I mean, he's played well with the Texans, but I, I have seen instances. I mean, he fumbled against us. He fumbled, what was it? Two, maybe, maybe it was the other game. I think he, yeah, he did fumble on the one or two yard line. They threw him a pitch with like two or three minutes left. Yeah. Um, that fumble was so weird against us too, because it was the first play from scrimmage for the Texans and he just dropped it. And he, yeah, he just flat out just missed it. Um, yeah. So I think that that's something to keep an eye on, especially with a guy like Badger. Um, he's very <clears> aggressive, so I can see him going after the ball a bit. Um, and even I, I like the matchup on paper. I know that they gave him fits last time, but you're talking mm-hmm. about a team that was desperately hurt um, across the, the board, offense and defensively. They've done nothing but improve in both facets. Um, their coaches has played or. Er, both sides of the ball, both Reed and Spagnuolo have been calling great games. Um, so in terms of how they match up, I think they match up pretty well, especially on defense. Like that was one of those things where last year, um, as much fun as it was watching Pat throw 50 touchdowns, um, you kind of came into the year expecting, all right, there's going to be some form of regression, even if it's minimal regression. And the question was, okay, the defense even semi-decent because that's all they have to be. And up until the end of the year, they were better than semi-decent. I know they finished as almost like a top-10 DVLA team um, in terms of defense and metrics. Uh, so that was something that I, I didn't expect. I thought they'd maybe finish like somewhere from that like 17 to 21 range. Um, but for them to be able to play that well, especially down the last stretch of like eight games, is gonna is gonna be huge in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you did a good job segueing into the. Uh, the, the Texans preview because that's where we'll talk about now. Um, well, like you mentioned, I mean, Mahomes was was hobbled. He wasn't. Um, 
I believe they. Didn't, I mean, Eric Fisher didn't play in that last matchup. Uh, I don't. I believe Sammy Watkins and Chris Jones didn't play either, right? That's correct. Chris, right. I know for a fact Chris Jones wasn't out. Was right. Not there. And then you yeah. know Tyree Kill was still coming back. I mean, he was at I would say maybe eighty to eighty-five percent. Um, he wasn't a hundred percent like he is right now. Um, he played fifty percent of the snaps that game. Right. Um, so with him now being a hundred percent, it definitely gives, and I, I think it, it gives the chiefs a better, not only a, a better chance, but, um, their offenses will be in a much better state. And I thought their offense was, I mean, it, it, against the bears, um, against the Patriots, I mean, both were just great wins. I mean, they, they were sound defensively, but you know, in those two games, um, I don't think their offense was quite, was quite as crisp as you know it could have been, but you know I think we all should be very fortunate that they got the bye. Um, you know, thank you Ryan Fitzpatrick for for getting that bye um, because it pays to have that for wild card weekend off. Um, you saw it with the Patriots, and I don't think the Patriots were a great team. I don't think that they they were a Super Bowl team this year, but you know, they didn't have to, they didn't have to get, they didn't have to have that extra week off. So they had to play in the wild card round. Um, their offense was just a, a disaster. It wasn't as crisp. Um, and then you saw it with the Saints and the NFC lot, uh, last Sunday, sorry, yesterday. Um, they weren't as, they weren't as crisp. I mean, Kirk Cousins torched them late. Um, it pays to get that buy in last year. You know, the Chiefs were, I mean, I know they're the, they're the one seed, but granted, when you play in that divisional round, the team that you're going to play in the wild card, who won the wild card round, is going to be banged up at some point. I mean, they're going to have a couple injuries here and there. Um, so I think from a health perspective, the Chiefs should have the advantage. And I think from a coaching perspective, they should have the advantage. I mean, you know, I think, I mean, every Chiefs fan knows, you know, Reed's playoff history is not the greatest, but this really should be a game where he has they sh- he has no excuse of losing. Um, with with the no, talent, I agree with that. With the talent, I, that, I mean, everyone everyone wants to bring up Reed's history, and that's more than understandable. Um, but if we look up look at the get, uh, coach he's going against this week, mm-hmm. let's talk about Bill O'Brien and how he should probably probably should have been out of the job two or three years ago in terms of his coaching. <laughs> well, um, I think. He would have like been every year. He's on. He's rumored at the hot mm-hmm. seat by like yeah. mid January. He's um, so hated in this city, by the way. He's <laughs> hated he? in this city. Oh, <laughs> they they hate him. You talk to any Texans fan, and they want Bill O'Brien gone, especially if they lost last weekend because it looked bad. I said That's- on Twitter that was the worst, best. Worst played football game I have ever seen. That was bad. I just don't think the Texans are that good. I really Me don't. neither. Yeah, no, they're very they're very inconsistent. They had their highs and lows throughout the year. They beat the Pats, and then they just they played so many games. where you are just like, is this team that good? Um, yeah. And just it's it's Bill O'Brien. Like I, I guarantee you, if they lost last week, there would have been internal talk mm-hmm. about whether they should keep them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I still baffles me they don't even have a general manager and they're letting him run the show. Um, like I, I don't understand what 
Bill O'Brien's accomplished in order to warrant him being both general manager and head coach, but I guess to each their own. And if the Texans want to keep doing that, I'm not going to complain, but um, <clears throat> I just don't think he's that good of a coach. So I'd give the advantage to the Chiefs, obviously, there as well. And you mm-hmm. talked about DVOA. I saw something today that the Chiefs are third in DVOA, including third on offense. And we talk about, you know, how historic they were last year, but they're still pretty good offensively. And they're third overall, and the Texans are 23rd overall out of the 32 teams. Yeah. That they're in this weekend. Well, yeah. I, um, yeah. Well, I looked at point differential too, because um, that was something, I mean, I was basically over four in all my playoff picks, which is a disaster. <laughs> but when I was doing like research beforehand, just looking at some of the point differentials, DVOA and stuff like that, I mean, Houston was last out of all the playoff teams in point differential. I'm pretty sure yep. Seattle was at 14, and Houston was like 15th in the league. Um, and let's be honest, they're pretty lucky to escape with a win last week in terms of... They should not have won that game. No. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't, and I think Buffalo is a really sound football team. I like their defense. I like McDermott. Um, heck, I even like Brian Dable, their coordinator. Um, but I, I'm not. I'm still not sold on Josh Allen. Um, he's too inconsistent. I mean, he had a chance to put them away in that game, and honestly, they should have put him away. But I think the cherries to be out on him. Um, but yeah, I, I think they should have lost last week if we're being yeah. honest. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, maybe we're wrong, and they come up to Arrowhead and they put up a fight, but they might. But I don't know. There were um, uh, two plays in that Bills game in, in the Bills Texans where, uh, one of them was when uh, I believe you guys can correct me. I believe it was in the fourth quarter when they were driving, and then they ended up getting that field goal where Josh Allen like ran it. He scrambled for like twenty some yards, yes. and, then he, and then he pitched it to to his linebacker, and it was and yeah. then it went that's out of bounds. That's the thing about Josh Allen. That's the thing about Josh. That's a microcosm of what he is. He'll make some of the most incredible plays you'll ever see, and then he'll have plays where you're going, "What the hell are you doing, dude?" Yeah, you're just Why? gonna have to live with it. If you're a Bills yeah. fan, you're just gonna have to live with it. That's gonna be who he is. And so I don't, I'm still out on him, so I don't. I don't really know. Like, there's just so many plays where you watch him, and, and you're right. Like, you, there's throws that he makes where you go, I don't know if anyone else other than maybe Mahomes and maybe a, a one or two other guys, Wentz or Russell Wilson, make those throws, and then he has ones where he just doesn't even see a linebacker. Or, you yeah. know, against the Patriots in the first matchup. Granted, I know it was still early in his career and he's still young, but it just throws where you're like, dude, like, what do you think? And just throw the ball away. Live to die another day. Like, it just is. It's mind-boggling. Especially I've never seen him throw a ball away. I've never yeah, seen like, him throw a ball away. And that's a problem for him. He's got to learn to do that, especially in this day and age. Like, if you can play, compare football to what it was 15, even 20 years ago, the field was much more condensed 20 years ago. Yeah, D-Bays were actually able to put a hand on receivers. You were allowed to get hit over the middle. <laughs> there was no rules in terms of, you know, targeting or hitting guys above the waist. Um, in this day and age, you can't touch the receiver. The middle of the field is practically wide open. You can't hit anybody. Um, that's why when I saw stats comparing like Jameis Winston to Peyton Manning season and, and their stats are identical, it's like they played in two completely different eras of football. Peyton came up in, in basically prime football when it was at its peak in like the late 90s into the early 2000s where it was a, a field that was not wide open. And, you know, you actually had to fit the ball in the tight windows. Jameis is just out here literally throwing ducks for his life <laughs> and praying that it's, you know, so, 
like I just like again, Allen makes some great throws where you're like, wow, that's beautiful, but he still has too many where you just you're like, are you kidding, man? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Jameis Winston is the best worst quarterback I've ever seen. Especially this past year, it was glorious. Thirty, thirty. He, he had a thirty for thirty, man. Thirty for thirty. Thirty touchdowns. Thirty picks. His season ended with a pick six, and it couldn't have ended better. That's just perfect. <laughs> they need to make a movie about it. <laughs> what if I told you thirty for thirty, thirty yeah. for thirty? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if I told you a uh, a quarterback threw for thirty touchdowns, but also thirty picks? Next um. Next up on 30 for 30. Yep, yep, yep. And I love how Bruce Arians came out and basically to ask him, like, well, you think you could win with any other quarterback? And he's like, uh, we won seven games with this guy throwing 30 interceptions. I think we can win with anyone else. Oh, yeah, man. I think it's funny because, like, you, you don't see guys be that blunt and up front with the media like that, but he's absolutely right. Like, he probably could take right. any other quarter. He could take Fitzpatrick and probably could have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's funny to see him. CMP that right. Uh, want a prompt. Right. Um, so, you know, I think it's it's safe to say that our confidence is pretty high in the Chiefs moving on and beating the Texans. Uh, you guys have. I was at the first. I was at the first game, by the way, and it was an absolute disaster. So yeah, in so terms you, of play, you can't go to any more games. You can't go to any more. No, I, games. I can't. I can't. I was. I was. I was thinking about it last night. I. Was, from 14 to 18, I saw one loss, and that was week two in 2016, where they lost an ugly game to Brock Osweiler, where it was 18 to 19 to 12. Oh, that was in Houston, wasn't it? That was in Houston. That was ugly. Wasn't Holy that when Joe had like the, the kick return that got called back or whatever? Yes, yes. And he was flying, and then they got called back, and then Alex Smith had the one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. I do remember uh, that. That was terrible. That was terrible football. Um, the Texans-Chiefs game this past year was exciting football, but the game changed when Mahomes thought he had a free play and going yep, for Kelsey yep, on fast yep. interference. Yeah, and then it was called back. It was his first interception all year, Cause even that, with the hobbled ankle. Because that would have made it twenty. Would that have made it twenty-four-three? 24-9. 24-9. Yeah, because they blew a 17-3 lead. Yes. yes. They got the ball back 17-9, made it 17-16 as opposed to 24-9. It was a huge swing in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then his ankle got worse as the game went on. He was he, You could tell he wasn't 100%. And, boy, did he need this bye week. Right. Oh, Especially oh, yeah. with the knee and the ankle and everything. Well, he was and, uh, on his Instagram. He was uh, – Playing some golf, so yeah. Hey, don't tell Beach. No, if it was basketball, he'd be. Uh, yeah, stop I playing. know, I know. <laughs> Can't play anything else. <laughs> but, um, and I think Chris Jones can have himself a game this weekend, and it was a big reason why the Texans did. They did a lot of underneath passes, and they ran Carlos Hyde to death. I mean, there was just a bunch of five yard passes in the flat where he just threw it to Fells underneath Watson did and he just picked up 10 12 yards mm-hmm. the linebackers that game were Duran Lee and Ben Neiman it was god awful god awful 
and I'll 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 give uh, I'll actually give credit to uh, you know to Reggie Ragland and Anthony Hitchens. I mean, those guys have stepped up their game and absolutely. Um, it didn't look like it at the start of the season, but those guys have played better. And I mean, the Duran Lee and the Duran Lee signing has not been great, but um, you know, I believe Dorian O'Daniel had a couple snaps pretty productive snaps last week against the Chargers. We'll see how much faith uh, – sorry, I said last week, two weeks ago. Uh, we'll see how much faith Spagnuolo will have with uh, O'Daniel in a playoff game. Um, but – so, you know, to segue into – into we, we assume the Chiefs are going to win this game, and, and, and then they should, you know, knock on wood. Hopefully they win. Um they're nine and a half. They opened up as nine and a half point favorites yeah. for a playoff game that's unheard of. Right. Um, I believe yeah. the uh, uh, Ravens are ten and a half against They're the Titans. Both the AFC games to be blowouts, and I wouldn't be surprised. I actually think the divisional round will be more blowouts than the wild card weekend. Wild yeah. card weekend was all coin flips. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, Liam said he went over four and. I'd, he could have easily gone four for four. I don't. I don't blame him one bit. Yeah. Right. I mean, there was just the games were just very, uh, very sporadic. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I came in the week thinking like, all right. I mean, I was kind of on the fence about Buffalo, um, and mainly because Fuller was out. So I'm thinking, all right, Fuller's out. I've seen the splits with Watson without Fuller. I'm gonna roll with Buffalo. New England, I was going to pick Tennessee, uh, but I, I still thought it's New England, and I don't like betting against New England, so I'm not going to bet against them. Um, and they ended up losing. Um, and then the other two games, I didn't – honestly, I did not think the Vikings had a chance going into into New Orleans. Um, so that, I can't do anything about that. And then Eagles-Seattle game was more of a toss-up. I think if Wentz plays, they might have had a shot, but – I mean, whatever, I guess. Yeah, 40 year old Josh McCown had to come in. Uh, it, it just had to have been PTSD for Eagles fans just seeing Carlos, sorry, Car- Carson Wentz go down with a, with another injury and, you know, have another backup come in. And, um, that injury wasn't his fault. Either. No, it was. It was a flu. It was a freak play. It was a freak ass yeah. injury. And um, I still think, though, you know, the, considering the injuries that they also had at wide receiver, um, Doug Peterson, I thought, did a, a heck of a job just at least bringing the Eagles to the playoffs this year, um, winning the division. I mean, I know the AF, the NFC East stunk. Uh, Largely because of the Cowboys. They should, right. With the talent they had, they should have won that division easily. Yep. And the, yep. Eagles were, yeah. the Eagles' number one receiver was Greg Ward towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a joke. Uh-huh. That's a joke. Mike McCarthy is now the head coach for the Cowboys. Um, I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued. Right. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. If it was Mike but, McCarthy of really? like five or six years ago, I think it would have been a great move. But uh, I, I don't know. I think Mike, Mike McCarthy might have uh, had his – I think his best days were probably behind him. But could be wrong. Could I agree. Wrong. But, I mean, I could be wrong. Um you know, to very play it safe higher. Oh, 100%. I don't think they wanted – and look at their, their previous history. They always went out on a limb and went – the Cowboys loved college coaches and went out and got Jimmy Johnson. And then, 
Uh, I'm blanking on the other name, but they got another coach in the East. Barry Switzer. Uh, Barry Switzer, correct. Yep. Um, so I, I kind of thought, like, oh, you know, Lincoln Riley or heck, maybe even Urban or something like that. But to me, I, they probably looked at that roster and said, like, we are in win mouth and now mode. We need a guy that's going to come in here and not mess around with the scheme. He's just going to come in and say, hey, we have a roster intact and we, we have to go make a run. As opposed to if you go out and get a college guy, he's going to bring his whole staff in and it's going to take some time for things to come together. So they probably wanted to play it safe and just say, hey, we're going to go for it. This doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Right. Um, I know Matt Rule is another is another trendy name for the college ranks. Uh, Giants interviewed him, uh, or at least the Giants were interested in him. But um, but apparently he's number one for that job. Like considered the favorite. Yeah, he is, and I know. I think he's interviewing tomorrow. I believe. Yeah. Correct. In New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's with the Panthers in Waco. Yeah, I mean, I, if I was the Giants, I wouldn't let him leave the building. But they're also the Giants, so they probably will let him leave. <laughs> so, well, um, I think it was Dave uh, – I always mispronounce his name if it's Gettleman or Gentleman. But uh, I remember – Gettleman. Yeah, I think he said that the Chiefs were like a run-heavy team or something. He said like, look at the Chiefs. Yeah. They, run, they, they run the football so well. He's a clown. The dude, especially if you talk to anyone in the like the local media here, everyone knows he's a clown. Um, I mean, he was trying to. Uh, I mean, the whole time during the draft, even though listen, I understand like Jones has been pretty solid for what everyone thought he was going to be. Um, but he was comparing the whole situation. To, oh, you know, Kansas City drafted Mahomes and let him sit, and you know, look at what happened in Green Bay and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I understand where you're coming from with that comparison, but. One was Patrick Mahomes. The other one was Aaron Rodgers, two guys with unlimited arm talent, basically. The other was like a very Eli Manning-esque type. Um, And then he kept mentioning, he's like, yeah, they have a running game. And he mentioned both New Orleans and Kansas City. And uh, while New Orleans has an okay running game, the Chiefs, if not for Damian Williams' run last week, were going to be like 3.9 yards per carry on the whole year. Uh Um, Even even Alvin Kamara hasn't played that well this year in limited time. So... Like that, I don't know. Gettleman's a clown. He should have been fired, but that's a whole different issue. Right. Um, so we'll just, you know, you, Liam, you met up, you brought up the, the running game. Um, before we kind of segue into maybe our, what, what we like in the, in the NFC side of the division around and then who the chiefs, we, who we think the chiefs are going to play in the, in the NFC, in the, uh, conference championship. Um, I kind of want to get your thoughts on the run game. You know, I, I talked to Liam at the beginning of the season and I asked him, will the Chiefs have a running back by committee? And I believe you said no. And <laughs> it has not been that way. It's all right. Sorry. You said, you said uh, they're going to have their lead running back, Damian Williams, and they're going to stick to Damian Williams. But, you know, that hasn't really been that been that way this season um it's been kind of a carousel uh who kind of has the hot hand but now that they're down to three running backs with damian LaShawn, who i mean they have they, they're putting LaShawn mccoy on they've put him on load management for the past couple weeks and and then when they do play him he has like three carries um and then darwin thompson you know 
Are you guys kind of concerned, you know, now they're only going to be down three running backs entering the playoffs? Does that kind of worry you how they're going to be more one-dimensional or no? Yeah, no, not me neither. I mean, like, it's an issue a bit. Um, I think they're going to address it in the offseason. Um, but I still think, and even though the numbers don't really speak for Damian Williams, I still think he's a pretty talented back. He's been banged up. He's not necessarily a guy that's going to run in between the tackles well. He's a very zone read guy. You get him out in space and kind of get him on zone stretches and that type of scheme. Um, but, I mean, he's looked good the past couple of weeks in limited time. So I think he's in a good position to make a decent run. Um, and I don't know, maybe he's not the starter next year. And he honestly, he's probably not. They'll probably go out and draft like a third, second round running back. But I don't really have too many concerns. Um, the bigger concern I'd say would probably be pass protection, if anything. Um, Spencer Ware, even though he didn't run the ball well effectively and didn't really pass or catch the, the ball passing out of the back of a lot. But one thing he was able to do in his limited time here was able to pass protect. He had a couple really nice blocks in the uh, New England game and then the Denver game. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. And you've seen many times this year where Darwin's tried to, you know, chop a guy well. And I think there's been two or three times where he's gotten called for chop box. Um, so that's that's more of my concern. I, I don't really have a too much of a concern that they're not going to be able to run the ball super effectively. It's not going to be like, you know, 150 yards rushing, but if they get, you know, anything over like 90 yards rushing in total, I think they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was, um, I agree with everything Liam said. Um, I think though it doesn't worry that much in the postseason. They'll definitely address it in the off season when it comes to running back, but it'll be interesting to see how Damian Williams plays this postseason because he's in a contract year. It's a, a low-key contract year um, because he's going into a contract year, I believe. I think he signed a two-year deal last year, and they can definitely get out of it easily if they wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cheap, I know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah it is really cheap. The, 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 good thing really about cheap. The, the good thing about the Chiefs running back situation is uh, they're not paying enormous money for any of them, so... Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and like Liam said, you can't really run him between the tackles. He's very good out in space. He's, I would say he's the best receiving back they've had in quite a while, um, probably since Hunt and before that Charles. He's very good out in space and very good as a receiving back, but between the tackles you won't get much. And if LaShawn – could hold on to the ball if he didn't have his fumbling issues i think he'd be playing more but i'm intrigued to see how they use him in the postseason because like um steven said he didn't play at all in chicago he was on the inactive list then he suited up against the chargers and didn't play at all then of course this bye week he's at three weeks so it'll be very interesting to see how they use him this weekend and beyond hopefully beyond mm, yeah um so Speaking of beyond, do you think it's 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 going to be we we can we can put a, a sharpie on Ravens Chiefs matchup in the AFC Championship game? There's there's no way the Titans win, right? Uh, or no? Do you guys do you think the Titans? I'll give them get- a shot. I'll give them a shot. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill came back down to earth, but I think honestly, 
I think more of that game had more to do with the incompetence of New England than mm-hmm. the Titans just dominating. Right. Because they still only scored 14 points, even though Derrick Henry ran wild. And Ryan Tannehill, did, did, he, did he even throw for 100 yards? I'll have to go back to I think he was huh. like 8 of 15. It wasn't great. He did not look that good. Yeah. Um, and they, if they want any chance to, to beat the Ravens, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to play the game of his life. I mean, he played well. I mean, it, the the Titans aren't in the the Titans are in are in the playoffs partly because Ryan Tannehill has played very well uh, since being named the starter. But last week he was just a disaster. Um, Eight of fifteen for seventy two yards. Ooh, God, that is uh, that's gross. That is. I think Tyler Thigpen, Tyler Thigpen, and Tyler Palco could be better than that. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see the Ravens. You know, they 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 rested their starters uh, in week seventeen, and then considering that, you know, they had to buy this past week, they could be rusty. They haven't played they they haven't played in three weeks, and you know, Lamar Jackson, who I think all of us know he's going to win the MVP. Um, He's the only play, he's the only quarterback in the AFC playoffs still that hasn't won a playoff game. Now I think that'll probably change, but it'll be interesting to see how different he will be now that the pressure is on. And you know the Titans don't play a style in which it's great to play ball that they can, that can give them an advantage. Um, you know for the Chiefs. The Chiefs have probably the best chance of anybody, I think, in these playoffs to to beat the Ravens because they one their passing game has a very high ceiling, and then they can score points on you early, and then they can get leads. The Titans, if the Titans want to just ground and pound and and try the to score, of that. yeah, and the Titans want to, want to try to score, you know, fourteen points and win a seventeen fourteen game against Baltimore. It's probably not going to happen. Um, they need to jump out to early leads, and that's something that the Ravens really haven't dealt with this year. They've been so used to, I mean, except for playing the Chiefs at Arrowhead, of course. But Ravens are a different team now than the we're in Week Three. But um, you know, the Ravens are so used to you know getting on 14, 17 0 leads like the Chiefs last year, and then kind of just taking over. Um, uh, yeah, I think if. Uh... I think if they want to stand, at least the Titans, if they want any chance in this football game, they're just going to have to keep feeding Henry like they did. Um, and I, I, listen, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, watch out for an upset or anything like that. But I think they do have a chance if they can, if Henry can play like he did last week, um, especially because I think the, the Ravens line, especially defensively, is still pretty solid. Um, but they still have questions at linebackers since they lost Mosley. They haven't been able – I mean, guys have stepped up and been decent, but it still hasn't been anything near Mosley's level. Um, and then as, as nice as their corners are, and I love Earl Thomas, but he's not really – he's more of a deep free safety. He's not a guy that's going to play towards the line of scrimmage a lot and make tackles. And then you have Marcus Peters on the other side, who, if Chiefs fans know, uh, doesn't like tackling at all. So <laughs> – I mean, they stand a uh, they stand a chance, but I, I still think it's in, uh, pretty insignificant compared to the chances that the Ravens have. But if they can run the ball, I, I would be interested to see what the outcome of the game would be. Right, there's going to be a lot of running in that game. A lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, it'll look like 1990. 
Oh yeah, you got to roll back the tape. Um, I guess for the Chiefs' perspective is, you know, we hope that they win their game, um, obviously. And then, you know, the Ravens-Titans just have a, a good old-fashioned slugfest that they, you know, over time maybe just a game that they just take exchange body blows. So the Chiefs might get a little bit more dinged-up team, especially if, like, the Titans come in. Um, I said I, – I said – this to chase at least in the midway season midway part when i talked to him i don't think the chiefs at the time would beat the ravens in baltimore i don't i still don't think they i think they match up well but i don't know if they do beat them but if the chiefs catch a break and get the titans at home i uh, they should win that game um yeah they should be in good shape and, and, get, and get to the super bowl but um you guys, if you want to give your thoughts about uh, the NFC side, I mean, I know you, uh, Chase, you said that you thought all, all the favorites were going to win. Did you just mean that for the AFC? Or I, thought, the I thought way? for all all of them. Uh-huh. I think I think Green Bay will win close. Um, I don't think Seattle's that good outside of Russell Wilson. I, the dude's a freak. And the big reason why they're here at this point. I mean, you look at the point differential for Seattle, and it's like, gosh, it's like one point either way. I forget which way it is. Yeah, they could. I think they could easily be. It was a stat I saw. They could have been like three or third, three and thirteen or four and twelve. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if things went a different way. Exactly. Well, and are you guys talking about I, that that stat that said like if you flip the team's record in one loss game or one def one touchdown yeah. games? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the Chargers would be like thirteen and three. Oh yeah, man. And the Ch- I thought it was interesting. The Chiefs would be eleven and five. I think that's just a testament to how solid they are. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, in terms of the NFC, I, I like the Saints, um, but the question I had, especially with the seating, was I didn't even think they could have gone into Lambeau in the in the elements. Um, with Breeze throwing outside, I didn't I didn't foresee them going into Lambeau or uh, beating them. Um, I think the Niners are loaded. Um, I, like, I like the Packers, but almost every time I turn them on, I'm just unimpressed. I think their defense is pretty solid. Um, I think they have weapons. But it, to me, as someone who grew up watching Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, like Aaron Rodgers just isn't the same guy at this point. He has a lot of overthrows. Um, he just misses a lot of receivers. Throws that two or three years ago, he'd be making. Right. Um, so I have a concern with that. Um, and Seattle too. Like Seattle, just doesn't really impress me, and especially they're hurt. Um, Minnesota. I, I, again, I didn't foresee them going into New Orleans, so maybe they escape. But if I had to pick like one of those teams, I would say San Francisco, just because. They're that loaded, and I, I think Shanahan's a great coach. Um, their defense is loaded, their offense is loaded, and they just hit their stride at the right time. So if I had to pick one team, I'd probably say San Francisco. Right. Um, and Couldn't I'll, agree more. I'll throw a stat at you guys. So the there's been 38 teams who have made the Super Bowl since this century. 31 of them, of the thir- so 31 of 38, have had a first-round bye. Only seven teams who started the wild card round have made it to the Super Bowl. And the last team was uh, Joe Flacco 
of the 2012 Ravens. Um, so, it, it, you know, I know a lot of people like to say, you know, anything can happen in the NFL playoffs, you know. Uh, let's face it here. I think for the most part that's only true for the wild card round and maybe for the divisional round. But for the most part, the conference championship games – are played between the teams that have the top two seeds. Um, this isn't the N- this isn't the uh, NHL playoffs. This isn't the MLB playoffs where like a lot of wild card teams or a lot of lower seeded teams. Uh, like for this, I mean, I'm gonna go into it, and I really shouldn't because I'm a Boston Bruins fan. But you know, the St. Louis Blues were like, I, they were not as they were not a top seed when they won the Stanley Cup this year, or you know, the Washington Nationals were a wild card team, but. Uh, for the most part, you know, unless you get some very fluky fluky bounces, aka the two of the Giants championships, uh, it's hard to win as a wild card team. So um, that's why I don't I don't think any of the I don't think any of the teams that played on wild card weekend win. Uh, even though the Packers are a Jekyll and Hyde team, like, yep. I mean the Packers. There's games where they just look very good, and then there's some games where they look, you know, like a six or seven win team. Um, you know, it'll yeah, be no, I agree. It, I it, mean, like every time I turn them on, like maybe I've just turned them on at the wrong time. But <laughs> I've just never been overly impressed with them, uh-huh. and I, I like a lot of their talent they have. I mean, I don't know if before is that good of a coach. I like Aaron Jones. I like Adams. I think Graham kind of stinks. Um, but their line's still solid. Their defense is solid. But I think it comes down to how Aaron Rodgers plays. Listen, Aaron Rodgers could come out just throwing the ball all over the yard. Um, like it's 2016 all over again. And, you know, that would not surprise me. And they, they definitely could make a run. But if he keeps playing the way he has the past three to four, I think the past like eight weeks, ever since, you know, week eight or nine, um, then they are in trouble because he hasn't been playing great. So I think it comes down to how, how great he is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting, though, just another side of the, you know, I mentioned how the, the, the layoff could hurt the, could hurt, probably won't, the Ravens. But, you know, 49ers, uh, I think, are a very, very good team. But you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, this is his very first playoff start. And, uh, we saw Deshaun Watson have a very bad first playoff start against the Colts last year, and then Lamar Jackson was just a disaster against the Chargers. Um, yeah. Only guy who had a good first playoff start was uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but, you know, it, it's tough to just play really well in your first playoff start. And I think – I do think the Vikings are, are a very talented team. Uh, you like that, Kirk Cousins. I finally think – Got that monkey off his back. And, you know, Dalvin Cook's a very good runner. And, you know, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen are, are really good receivers. So I think the Vikings will be – will keep. they're talented, but they're probably going to lose. But um, – so – Yeah, know. I mean, I like Minnesota. Um, but, again, I think it just – in the playoffs, and especially in this day and age, it comes down to the head coach-quarterback combo. Mm-hmm. Um and I like Kirk, and I'm actually really happy that, you know, he was able to go into New Orleans and get that win for them. I think that's huge, not only for the football team, but for 
his career in general. I think if he loses that game, you start having questions if they move on within the near future. Um, so at least despise him sometime. I think if he wins next week, uh, that's that's amazing. Um, but when it comes down to it in the playoffs, I need a really good head coach and a really good quarterback. I think Zimmer's talented, but he's more of a defensive-minded guy. Stefanski is a great offensive coordinator. Um, but do I think Kirk goes into San Fran and pulls it off against that, that talented of a team? Probably not. But then again, I'm 0 for 4 on pick, so who the hell knows? Yeah. As long as you're 1 for – as long as you are 1 in 7 with that 1 with the Chiefs, we're all good. Um, it's all that matters. No? It's all that matters. I mean, totally you, could, you could have um, – and let's see, one and seven with the Chiefs winning, they move on, and then you'll be uh, you'll be two and two and eight after the conference championship. And then if the Chiefs advance to the Super Bowl, you better get that right. But uh, um, just to kind of end it with again the Super Bowl, um, you know, we started when Liam uh, was on at the beginning of the season. You know, uh, Worth who. He was on previous podcasts about the Chiefs. We all discussed, you know, is this a Super Bowl or a season for the Chiefs? And I think all our answers were yes. You know, with the moves that they made to in in free agency and then the draft picks, which have been have been golden, just like Liam alluded to at the start of this. Um, we all kind of thought that, man, this is Super Bowl bust, and it, it, it obviously. It still is Super Bowl bust. All that is still on the table for them. So, um, and I wouldn't say that if they don't make the Super Bowl, if they're not playing in Miami, it's probably going to be a disappointment. So, um, I again, I still have issues with them going into Baltimore, but I can definitely see them winning. Um, and I still think if they play anybody, but. I think if they play, if the if the Packers find a way to get in there, I could be worried. But I think that they if they end up playing, maybe Seattle could be a tr- could be a a, t- uh, a tough game. But I don't think Seattle gets there. I think if they play like the 49ers or Vikings, they would win. But just to kind of end, do you guys think that they're gonna actually get they're actually gonna get it done? They can get not only get to the Super Bowl but actually win it. I don't know. Does anyone else just like? feel like i don't know i just feel like it's their year and maybe i'm wrong but they just hit their stride at the right time um and even in terms of like if they had to play the ravens i know thornhill being out is still really big but they match up well the one thing that you do need against the ravens is fast linebackers even though the linebackers aren't great the very least they can run um wilson's fast Hitchens is pretty fast for his size raglan's a bit slower but he's more of a thumper um, but I still think they match up pretty well. And I think as long as you can hold up against Lamar and at least limit him um, and contain him from getting loose, um, you stand a chance. So, and again, like if they're not in Miami, sure, it's disappointing. But I think compared to where they sat six months ago, you, we've more thought, okay, this is Super Bowl or Buster, and they're, they might be in trouble. But the way this defense has came together and they still have a lot of draft picks and a lot of capital – they still have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Um, I think they're pretty set for the next 10 to 12, 13, 14, maybe even 15 years. So, right. Um, um, I wouldn't but, spread over it too much if they weren't, yeah. they weren't in Miami. Um, but, there was a lot of stuff that happened for the Chiefs in the second half of the year that just went their way out of nowhere. Fitzmagic. They lost the tight. 
Yeah, it was. They lost the Titans game, and it ended up helping them because they end up with Terrell Suggs, who we haven't talked about at all, who could be an X factor in this postseason. Yep. Then they go into New England and beat them pretty handily for the most part until the end of the game, and they still came up with a huge stop. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, out of all people, the Miami Dolphins, out of all the teams, go into Gillette Stadium and beat the Patriots to give the Chiefs the first round bye. It just, like Liam said, a lot of things went their way in the second half of the year, and it feels like it might be their year. Who knows? And they're the only team from last year that's in the top eight this year. Yeah, you're right. Which yeah. is wild. That is pretty surprising. That really is a surprising no pa- stat. No Patriots. I'm trying to think who else was was in the final eight last year. The Colts were because we beat the, them. The Rams. The Rams. The Saints. The um, Cowboys. The Chargers. The Chargers. That's right. The, yeah, yeah. The Chargers. Trying to think who the Saints played. The Saints played. Uh, played um, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Eagles, yeah. Outside the Eagles. Yep. Um, and yeah, man. I mean, that just kind of just at least speaks to the, at least the consistency that you know Andy Reid has provided for the Chiefs. Um, just constantly not only being in the playoff hunt, but you know being good enough to win the division every year. Um, and you know, I, I was about to say it. I was about to mention this, but, you know, um, I didn't get the chance to. But, you know, I still think, man, when when you got your quarterback on a rookie deal, I mean, that's not going to be the case next year. But when you got Mahomes on a rookie deal and you got all these receivers that are still in their prime, uh, you got to get you got to make the most of it. And, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, the NFL, unless you're the New England Patriots, now I know their, their window is, looks like it's probably going to come to an end, but unless you're the Patriots, you know, you're operating on maybe a three- to four-year window if you're a if you a Super Bowl team. And, you know, if you don't cash in, it, it can be difficult to, to, to have that window open up. And I think, you know, I mean, I know the Eagles didn't win with Carson Wentz. They didn't win in the they they didn't win the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz was a big reason why that they were the number one seed in 2017. Um, you know, I know Jared Goff is not the Jared Goff uh, of last year, but last year Jared Goff was still on his rookie deal, and he did a good did a good enough job to bring them to the Super Bowl. Um, so you got to have you got to make it happen when you need to. And, um, you know, I still think the pressure is really on Andy Reid to get it done. And, um, I mean, we, we, we want to believe that it's going to be like a five or six years that we're going to be really good. And that might be the case, but you got to, you got to get it done when it matters and who knows how long Reid's going to be here. And, yeah, and, and, you know, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, those guys are in their prime. They were one freak injury away from being done for the season. Or Tyron Matthew. Or, you know, we don't know how good. I mean, I know Juan Thornhill is not going to be playing in the playoffs, but Thornhill might not be the same player as he was next year after that injury. You don't know. 
There are so yeah, many things that can happen. It takes, it takes time, especially ACLs. You don't come back and you know get right back into the quick things. That's something that takes a few months. Right. Um, usually up to like maybe 14, even 15 months to get back mm-hmm. to your full full health. Yeah. Um, I think there'll always be, I think for the next like four to five years, maybe maybe three, they'll be really solid. Um, and like you said, it's hard, it's hard to have what the Patriots have in terms of consistency and going 11-5 and 12-4 every year. Granted, they play in maybe the one of the worst divisions ever. Um, basically, have a free walk into the playoffs every year. But um, I think as long as you have Pat and as long as he's healthy and you know he keeps playing how he's been playing and he's that good and we assume he's that good. So I think you'll always be in it. Maybe you won't be 12-4. Maybe you'll be more 10-6, and 11-5. Um, but I still think he does enough um, to get you to the playoffs almost every year. Um, so, I don't know. And I don't know how long Andy's going to be coaching for. I don't know how, how much longer he's got. Um, what is he? He's like 64, 65? Right. I mean, Pete Carroll well, is 68. Just turns, I, I think he just turned 60, actually. Just turned 60? Wow. Okay. Man. That's really he's younger than you think. Right, he's, he's just turned sixty. He's got he's got like he's sixty one. Sixty one. Wow. Okay. I don't think he was a lot older. Maybe it's just those. Because he's been around forever. The dude's That's been around forever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe he's got. I mean, Pete Carroll's sixty eight. So. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe he's got like six, seven more years. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like rush his judgments, but if Pete Carroll's sixty eight, still chewing bubble gum and looking pretty decent, I think Andy Reid can go that far granted he maybe he has to cut on a diet or something like that but <laughs> wait he was at five guys on saturday night was he really yeah he took a picture with the fan and he up to him funny. <laughs> he does seem like a five guys type of guy is there a he fi- knows his burgers that's is, for is, sure is there a five guys in houston and new jersey there is oh yeah there is yeah they're all over the place yeah it's right it's actually right down the road from my house, about 10 minutes. Um, so for, uh, you know, for you, uh, Chase, is there an actual, like, if you, if the Chiefs win on Sunday and you wear Chiefs gear on Monday, will there be some uh, angry uh, neighbors coming oh, out Oh, they've too? already started. Oh, wow. They've already started. They've already started. I'm just, I'm just shutting up until it's over. <laughs> I, you know, ever since I moved here, there's this is the third postseason where a Kansas City team has played a Houston team. Yeah, and, and they're two and zero. So there it's you make, go. We got we got to make it three and zero. We got to make it three and zero. Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep. Um, I'm assuming there's not many Houston Texans fans in New Jersey. No, just a lot of. Crappy Jets fans, uh, over charismatic Giants fans who think act like they won a Super Bowl like three years ago, even though it's been almost a decade. Um, and then you, you get a few Philly fans. Granted, I, I was going to school at the College of New Jersey for a while, which was down more in like southern Philly. So there was all, or more towards like the Philly area. So it was all Philly fans. It was a lot of Philly, some Pittsburgh fans. Um, Occasionally, we get like a Bills fan here. There, I know, like my dad's a Steeler fan. There's a lot of Steeler fans in this area. Um, Packers fans are actually pretty common. 
I feel like it depends on the area you've grown up. Like a lot of people grew up in like the 70s, 80s, so you get a lot of Steelers, Packers, um, even Dolphins. But you know, <laughs> like at the Giants. Yep. Uh, I think Liam, you definitely. I mean, I've talked to you for a couple of times. You definitely have that kind of New Jersey accent going Do on. Do I? Yeah. Do some of the yeah i mean some of the ways that you wrote you said you rolled your o's i don't know i mean my dad's from, <laughs> my dad's from boston he has a boston accent uh i have a kansas city accent which is absolutely nothing um but anytime like i said anytime i go back to boston i just hear my dad's accent just it just it takes full effect but um, off the page excellent yeah uh, I mean, my dad's not a Patriots fan. He does not like him. Despises them, actually. But uh, good stuff. My cousins, <laughs> my cousins, whether you know they might be they might they might listen to this podcast. They might not, but they went to the game. They went to the Patriots game. Oh man! And they saw they watched their reign end. Yes, it was. You know, it, it must have been a. It, it had to have been tough on them, but. You know, as you know, the saying goes, you love to see it. Um, Before we go, is Brady? I th- I think Brady's done in New England. Yes or no? Uh, I, I think did, I think he's going to come back down. for one more year. I think he's going to come back for one more year. Um, I don't think Belichick wants him. I heard that there's some like friction between either him or other between Brady and Kraft or Brady and Belichick. Uh, Chris Collinsworth made a point that he was going to go, like, to the Chargers next year, which would be weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm on – I mean, I made a bet with my friend already, but uh, yep. they're, like, 20 – I made mean, I threw 20 bucks on it. I was like, I, I guarantee he's playing somewhere else next year, um, mainly because his contract's up. That's the big key. Uh-huh. Uh, his house in Connecticut was thrown on the market. In fact, he was actually looking for houses in northern New Jersey for a while um, up in Alpine. Uh, which doesn't mean anything in terms of where he's playing football. But I just think if you go back to whatever it was, 2017, when they traded Garoppolo, there was that huge article from, I think it was Seth Wickerman on ESPN that came out that basically said, like, there was legit friction between Brady and, or Belichick and Kraft. And Kraft, or Belichick wanted to get rid of Brady and said, like, I want to keep Garoppolo. Like, this is our guy for the future. And Kraft stepped in and was like, you will not be doing that. You will be shipping Garoppolo elsewhere and we're keeping Brady. Um, so, I, again, I don't know how exactly it's going to play out, but I think the Chargers make sense, especially because they need to sell tickets. And if they don't, they they might be kicked out of the league because they can't bring any fans in. Um, <laughs> I think they make sense. Tampa Bay, maybe, just because, you know, it's Florida. They definitely would like Florida in that yeah. area. Um, they, they have weapons, so I can see them making a run. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe in Indianapolis. Um yeah, especially if you need a guy for like one or two years, but uh-huh. who's like seeing him in another uniform? That's a weird thing. Maybe seeing him in another uniform would be weirder like, than Emmett Smith in a Cardinals uniform. Yeah, it's no, weird. It was gonna, it's gonna look weird. And what again, about, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't happen. But what about Jamal Charles in a Broncos? Yeah, that my was, favorite one was him in a Jaguars uniform for a game. Yeah, that was really random. Derek Johnson in a Raiders uniform was weird. That was gross. Is what that, that was. was. 
nasty. There was no reason for that. Brandon Flowers in a Chargers uniform. That one was random. Even though he spent like what three or four years there, it still looked weird. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, not to offend any Patriot fans, but going from Philip Rivers now to Tom Brady now would just be going to wash quarterback to wash quarterback. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think um. For the Chargers and in Colts, you know, I don't, Jacoby Brissett's not the answer there, but you know, Colts didn't really have much of a choice after they were after they were dealt with the news of Andrew Luck retiring. So, I think either the Colts or the Chargers, if they were to get Tom Brady, would just be kind of a, as used as a stopgap before maybe they draft a quarterback. I've always thought that. I mean, I. I'm a big Oregon Ducks follower, and uh, you know Justin Herbert's obviously a top, is projected top quarterback. I don't, I don't think Justin Herbert's going to be a star in the NFL, but I do think a team like the Chargers could get him for a year and maybe get a Tom Brady and have him sit behind Brady for one year, and then Herbert will come back, start and start kind of like in 2021, kind of like what the Chiefs did with Mahomes, or. Maybe the same thing with the Colts, and maybe they'll draft Trevor Lawrence in the 2021 draft. So, or sorry, yeah, the, the 2021 draft. So, I think Brady to those teams actually, in that sense, makes sense. But yeah, you never. Know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a huge Herbert guy personally. Every time I turn him on, I'm a little bit disappointed. But um, regardless, he's still going to be like a top 20, 25 pick. It's just a matter of where he falls. Right. Um, I think Rivers makes a lot of sense for Indy, too. Um, especially if you just get him for one or two years. But I think Frank Wright was his offensive coordinator back in, like, 2014. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he was there for a couple of years. Yeah, right. so that makes sense. Maybe, I mean, I don't know what Carolina's intentions are currently, but he played at NC State. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me if the Panthers were like, hey, we need a guy for just one year to be middle of the road. Uh-huh. Um that wouldn't shock me either, but I think Indianapolis low key makes a lot of sense for him. Yeah, um, and it's another topic for conversation later on. But obviously, you know, Cam Newton going to a different team would be weird, also. But um, Cam Newton, future uh, future Oakland Raider, uh, going to replace Derek Carr? No. Um, <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows for Cam? I, I think Cam maybe has a couple more years left, being actually a good quarterback, but. I, but you know that that's a that, that's a topic that would be taken care of later on. But um, watch him go to New England. <laughs> uh, oh man! But um, my biggest fear, though, before like we end this, is just like the Patriots drafting like Trevor Lawrence or something, and just like having a franchise quarterback after they have Tom Brady. But you know, we're not we're not going to be thinking about that until a couple years down the road but um again you know it, it was it was tough to, to to organize this for short notice but i really do appreciate you guys uh being able to come on um i appreciate you guys from really all different parts of the united states really um from houston and, and new jersey uh i've never been to both of those cities but sorry uh well new jersey's a state but uh I've never been to those two. I've never been to. I've never been to those two places. But uh, again, I hope you guys really rep the Chiefs proudly. Um, 
if you if you guys want to just before we end, just kind of maybe you know list off your Twitter uh, for people that want to follow you guys. Yeah, Go sure. Ahead. You can follow me. Um, you can follow me at Chasing Snyder. C H A S I N G Snyder. S N Y D E R. And then you can follow me at Liam Quiggs. That's my personal Twitter. L I A M Q U I G S. Um, I tweet a lot of nonsense on there from time to time. And then uh, my Chief Central Twitter is obviously Chief Central. Um, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube, it's Chief Central Productions. Got more videos coming out. I know I have a, a playoff pump up that'll be out within the next two days. So mm. be on the lookout for that. Goosebumps. Oh, you're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, yeah. now you know. We got a we got a hot we got a celebrity on. Um, <laughs> um I can't wait to get that to get those goosebumps on Thursday morning. Okay. Yeah, um, no, I got I was working on it currently, so before I go to bed, I'll probably work on it for like another hour or so and see where that gets me, but this is been doing it for like 2 or 3 hours. This so. is this is exactly what I've been waiting for, like Stephen A Smith would say. Um, but, um, yeah, if you, I mean, if, if for people that don't know, you know, my, my, my username on, uh, or my ad on Twitter has nothing to do with my name, Steven Abramo. It's flax on flax. I, I haven't changed it. It's, it's a saying that I used when I was a kid and I've kept it. But, um, again, guys really do appreciate you guys coming on and hopefully, we get some good karma coming our way in these next couple weeks. And if the Chiefs do make the Super Bowl, we will try to organize a, a Super Bowl preview. Sounds good to me. Sounds good.